Tyreek Hill has been traded from Kansas City to Miami. When Tyreek Hill left the roster, I put Kansas City third in the AFC West. They have two ones, two twos, two threes, two fours, and four sevens in this draft. That's a lot of picks. Brett's building this thing back uh, to where we feel comfortable so that we can go win on Sundays. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, Duncan Smart here in the hosting chair with my usual colleague Neil Blair. Hello. And new to the podcast team, Chris White. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, so I was just uh, explaining to the guys that we are we've actually started a little bit later this week than normal because I was watching um, Great British Bake Off, <laughs> for which I make no apologies. <laughs> And I'm about to do 30 seconds of quite cringy stuff, but if you like Bake Off, you'll be into it. So just sit with it. So Chiefs kicked off the season with 44-21 win away uh, at the Arizona Cardinals. I think we can all agree there was a signature performance of technical brilliance from Patrick Mahomes. Some show-stopping plays for which he was undoubtedly the star baker. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Duncan out. Um, yeah, uh, that was good fun, right? Good way to start the season. Absolutely, it's the best it one. Isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. For those unfamiliar with the uh, the Bake Off, what I would say is from the uh, the cards point of view, there's probably a couple of soggy bottoms after that. Well, Ooh. I think so. Well, I see what you did there. Yeah, what's it? What's it? I mean, I guess. To their credit, Kyle Amara did come out in front up and just said we got our asses handed back to us, which is absolutely, which is pretty much true. I mean, I think uh, we said we're not going to spend too much, too long, kind of go rehashing stuff you've all probably heard and thought about already. But um, I guess it's interesting for us just to touch on kind of what we what we thought or what we're still thinking about from the game. But I think the main, I mean, the main talking point was always going to be what do the Chiefs look like without Pat, without um, Tyreek Hill. And I guess the answer was was, was, was pretty fine. good. <laughs> like I'd, I'd said last week, I I wasn't worried about the offense because the guys they brought in were veterans, and I, I didn't think we'd lose that much. And we were better than I thought I was going to be. Um, and defensively, I was worried about the rookies, and you know what, they all played fine. Um, so I had no real concerns. If we put out performances like that. Week in, week out over the season, we'll be, we'll be in knocking on the door of the number one seed. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was I think the offense, the offense, sorry, the offense, offense. Um, it very much was a how we're going to live without Tyreek Hill. And to be honest, the fact that we targeted what was it, ten different receivers, and mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> managed to connect with nine different receivers speaks volumes. I think teams are going to struggle to know where where we're going to go. Uh, when we're going to do it so that was fine for me uh yeah the rookies i was a little bit unsure i was hoping that they were going to ball out they did absolutely fine you know they didn't set the world alight but they were solid enough and i think you kind of as long as you're not making headlines for the wrong reasons then you're doing a pretty solid thing so i was pleased with that um yeah i would have preferred that we didn't concede 21 points but you can't have that it doesn't matter it very much felt like a it doesn't matter how many points you score we're going to score more so I had us to win by between 1 and 13 points and the second half I was willing a Cardinals comeback because everything else <laughs> on my bet sheet had come up. So yeah. I, I was like, come on, Cards, just keep scoring, keep scoring. Yeah. Chiefs, and stop scoring now, please. I, I was a, a Daryl Williams score away from a massive a massive uh, week one hit. but uh, Yeah, it would have been a season-changing one. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't to be, unfortunately. <clears throat> I don't even think he saw the field. That was maybe a one Hail Mary too far. Uh, on my on my keeping. That would have been almost a kind of six months worth of mortgage payments. I think it was that you would have uh, worked away with there. It would have paid for the trip to KC. That's would have paid for the trip <laughs> I'm to pretty KC. sure it would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, on to next week. Um, I guess, like we said, maybe just uh, what's the what's the one thing that you're you're still still thinking about? Or your one big takeaway from the weekend. Um, start with you, Chris. For me, it just it goes back to that. Um, the, the I can't get away from the fact that we, people questioned how we would live without Tyreek Hill, um, and the fact that we 
you know, the, the Patrick Mahomes had, had completions to nine separate receivers. I think for me, that's, uh, I wouldn't want to be a defensive coordinator right now. I wouldn't want to try and pick apart that performance because you know, you, you know that you've got to cover, you, you need to provide it, you come up with some kind of defensive scheme to how you cover um, Travis Kelsey, but you know, a lot of the time, nobody well, nobody's seen how the Chiefs are going to play with the likes of um, MVS with, uh, yeah, fair enough, McCall Hardman, but Skymer was new. Um, is he going to be used? How are we going to use the running backs um, in the receiving game? How are we going to run the ball more? It pretty much, it just, it, it was almost a kind of, you know, you don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we come out and we show that we're going to do whatever we want to do and that you've got so many different receivers, so many different options. We ran the ball so effectively. Um yeah, that for me was just, it was a, a great kind of, almost like a kind of two-finger salute to the, the rest of the league. So, yeah, that answered that question of how we're going to live without Tyreek Hill. And for me, it was very easily. Yep, I'd agree with all of that. Um, Pacheco's the one thing I keep thinking about because he he's legit. Like, <laughs> he, he ran the ball and he created yards when they knew we were going to run it and there was nothing they could do to stop him doing it. Like, he had, what was it, 12 carries, 60-odd yards. Um, he was facing eight in the box on 67% of those carries. Didn't matter. <laughs> um, so, I, if we have a, a legit run game to go with the fact that Mahomes is spraying the ball all over the pitch, I, I don't know how you stop a score in 30 a game, and we'll score 40 more often than not. Hmm. I don't care who your defence is. You just... There's not enough answers to the questions you can be asked. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for the offense this year. I mean, Tyreek Hill, um, <laughs> if Juju can get um, get open on a regular basis like he was at the weekend, he's going to be a thousand yard season easily. Um, but there's there's just so many options, and uh, I, I just I just feel sorry for the the opposition to be honest with you. The beauty with Pacheco as well is, as a as a seventh round pick, like the expectations are nil Zero. really. Yeah. So you get anything from him, and it's a total bonus. Yeah. I mean, at the minute he's he's got I don't, I don't know the dates of like other trade deadlines, but it looks to me like he's got whatever it is about six weeks to kind of keep Ronald Jones out of a job. Wouldn't be surprised at all if if Jones is on a different team by by trade deadline. You know, because that's the sort of thing that you know they obviously like McKinnon as well. So that's the sort of um, yeah. You know, it's 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 the sort of free point that, that Brett Veach is gonna is gonna ride to the to the GM version of Canton as well. You know, if he keeps it at this rate. Yeah, yeah. Don't oh, disagree. If you, get, if you can get good contributions from your seventh round draft picks, and we're gonna see another one on Thursday night because McDuffie's injured and Watson's gonna come in and play. You know, if you've got multiple seventh round picks making meaningful contributions, Jesus, you've won the lottery there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, for, for me, the, the I think the thing I enjoyed the most, and the is another rookie was Kyle Aftis, and I think he's going to be one that perhaps we just need to slightly change some of our expectations about. I think he's he's not going to be a sack monster. He's unlikely to, you know. I've I've backed him for defensive rookie of the year. He's probably not going to win it. He's probably not going to put up the numbers, but by God, he's going to look good when he's playing. Uh, he's going to create pressures. Even yeah, he absolutely. Necessarily he's just, create sacks. QB hits him. Yeah, QB hits some pressures. I think it, it's it, it's good enough. You know, if you're creating pressure, it, it means that somewhere somebody else you're going to get um, you're going to get pressure elsewhere as well. You, you can't possibly cover somebody that's creating pressure and not. Uh, cover the other guys so there's going to be if he's creating pressure from one side I mean I expected actually a little bit more from Frank Clark I must say the other night just very quickly um, the way that he looked in pre-season he's kicked the alcohol to the curb um, which could have accounted for a lot of those stomach issues and things that he had last year um, he looked great he looked so quick in training camp um, his get off was superb whether it was just a case of um, pretty much and a good blocking from the offensive line uh, and, and accounting for Frank Clark, I don't know. But I was expecting a bit more from him in terms of putting a bit more pressure on the uh, on the quarterback. But, you know, it's it's early doors, so we'll see. But, yeah, Carl Aftis, he looked so good. I mean, he played, what, 
I think it was 78% of the snaps, um, which for a rookie is great. Um, he looked good, and he will through the course of this season. I'm pretty sure he's going to ball out. I agree, he's not going to be one of those that... He's not going to get your double-digit sacks, but as long as you're creating pressure, that allows somebody else to make their mark. Yeah, I think I come across as a Clark apologist occasionally on this, this podcast, but I think he missed a bit of time during the week as well. There was illness or, or injury... So, you know, maybe just, yeah, still knocking a bit of rust off, hopefully. Um, yeah, absolutely. And again, I guess with, with him, Dunlap, Dane as a rotational piece, and, and Kyle Aft is kind of anchoring one end, uh, you know, kind of at least on a, on a, on a three-down basis, you kind of, uh, we don't necessarily need fireworks from him. You just, you just need, you just need one, you just need one of them to, yeah, to be effective, really. Yeah. Okay, kind of stand, stand a bit up. Well, it was sad that it was good to see Dunlap open his account with the sack as well. I mean, let's face it, that's what he's brought in for, so, you know, it's good. I mean, I know that Kyler Murray's fleet of foot, so it's, it's, it's not easy to bring him down a lot, but it, yeah. when you're watching the game, it, it kind of felt like a game that we'd have come away with a lot more defensive stats than we perhaps did. It felt they, like corralled, could... they corralled Murray well, like, they didn't give him yeah. much opportunity to run. He only had 20-odd yards rushing, like, he could do far more damage than that. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you can do that, if you can put that kind of pressure on a guy who's so mobile, um, it bodes well for when we line up against the likes of Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, you know, if we, well, we're not actually, I don't believe we're playing the Ravens. Yeah, we, um, I can't recall. But mobile quarterbacks, it, it gives you confidence. But if you can do that against those guys, I'm pretty sure if you've got a guy that loves his pocket presence, then <laughs> it bodes well. I guess my only temperance on the whole thing is where the Cardinals just bad. I think I'd said before that I couldn't, I can't decide if the Cardinals are the best bad team or the worst good team, and they were missing quite a lot of guys. And like, mm-hmm. did, did they just stick the place up? You know, as how were we flattered at all? Yes, I think so. I, I would put them in the best bad team category. Uh, the they don't have. Like the receiving corps wasn't great. Running backs looked okay for them. Murray, where you would pay him two hundred and fifty millions, beyond me. Um, and then defensively, didn't really have much of anything. Now I don't know whether that was because we were just really, really good, or they were really, really bad. It's really hard to judge a form week, but it it is. I, don't, I mean, sorry, I don't think on. they're great. Yeah, go on. I don't think they're great. I think. Yes, they had a few injuries. I mean, don't get me wrong, they, they had no Rondale Moore, who makes a difference. Um, but, you know, defensively, they had a couple of people missing. But let's not forget, I mean, Thompson and Baker, probably the one of the better kind of tandem safety duos in the NFL. And, you know, they, they had no answer to, to what we had. So, yeah, they were missing a few people. They didn't play the best, but there's an element of, of it being them. But let's not forget that you know, we were effective offensively. So... I think I agree with in part what you're saying, but for me, I thought it was a, a clinical performance, um, and I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, a recurring theme through the rest of the season. I think it's one of these things that it's probably somewhere in the middle, because you look at the results elsewhere. You know, in week one there were some <laughs> some pretty wild scores. So, <laughs> you know, gotcha. you kind of it's it's yeah, you just like. There's a mix of teams who's like like say Green Bay, you know they got bought by the Vikings, but like none of Green Bay starters play through preseason, so you know effectively they're just knocking the rust off now. Yeah. You know, and it's just it's such a mixture of kind of circumstances and you know new new um, coordinating staff, new coaches, new quarterbacks, all that sort of stuff. I think that week one can throw up some wacky results. So yeah, it's probably one of these things where you just you take what we got, you don't read too much into it. And I, th- I think that, um, especially at half time, when some of the, we should maybe speak about them as well. Some of the injuries were starting to, to mount up. It was just a case of getting back on the plane with the win. Yeah, I think that was all yep. that mattered at one point. So looking forward, um, Chargers up on Thursday night. I think that that's a, um, a certainly a different ball game. Uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To to the Cardinals, it were, were a massive step up in in level. We did our power rankings across the the various groups today, and the, the 
the Chargers came out as third. They're coming off a. I mean, there's no bad interdivisional. Is that right? Interdivisional. Yeah. Uh, oh, well done. Uh, no, there's no bad interdivisional wins against the Raiders. I think they were looking pretty comfy at one point, but the Raiders mounted a semi comeback. If, if the, not Ra- actually... the Raiders have got the Raiders. If you're trusting Derek Carr to win you the game, more often than not, he'll let you down. And I, I had that on Red Zone while I was watching the Chiefs game on the laptop, and um, Carr cost them the game in the end. Um, and he played okay up until that point, but he, you, you, it's the old Raiders thing. You just wait until they shoot themselves in the foot and don't don't <laughs> well, do it to yeah. yourselves, and you'll win. And that's what the Chargers did. They did enough to to stay just slightly ahead, and then the Raiders imploded a bit. I mean, I feel like the, the they're getting just into the stride. I mean, they're going to represent a big step up in competition for us this week compared to the Cardinals. Um, the Cards, I don't think they're going to be there with their abouts. They started really well last year, faded massively towards the end of the season. Um, I think it's going to be a big step up for us this, uh, this week. Um, I expect a much tougher test. I mean, it boils down to, you know, like everything, it, it, it's your quarterback that makes your team. And Justin Herbert, for me, I mean, it, I think looking back now, it's almost criminal that he wasn't the uh, the number one choice. I mean, some people argue that Joe Burrows, um, he's kind of justifying that for me. But I wouldn't think twice if I was picked between the two of them, it would be Justin Herbert for me all the way. So it's going to be tough. It is, but, you know, I've no doubt we can come out on top. I mean, like, speaking of injuries, uh, Mahomes is questionable. That was that came out in the last that couple of hours. Um, yeah, that feels like it's, uh, it's uh, a purely paper injury. It's mind, like uh, his turf injuries. toe injury he had last year, wasn't it? It's a little bit. He was questionable quite a few times because of that turf toe injury. But he played. Um, I think it, he'd be just fine. I mean, he was fine the other night. You know, he had it strapped up. Yeah, that was all it took. Mahomes is sneaky hardy. He's a tough he, hombre. Yeah, he is. He, he is. Um, I mean, he's not. Yeah. He's never going to have like that Russell Wilson streak where you know you never miss a game. But that, like, he doesn't get niggles either, and he I think he plays through them pretty well. You wouldn't necessarily know either. Um, I mean, and if there's any part of his body that can that we can sacrifice his left hand is probably <laughs> <but it's> high <laughs> up on the list of, uh, yeah, exactly. of things he doesn't need. That um, was the lobes, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, the other, uh, I guess, the other injuries, um, like you said, McDuffie's gone to IR, so he's out for it's four weeks now. Four is it weeks, three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a shame because he had a decent first game as well. I think kind of halfway through, like the first half, you're almost like, is he even out there? Because you hadn't heard him, and that's probably that's a sign he's from the Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Conspicuous um, by your absence. Yeah. But I guess on the flip side, that's almost leveled off by Keenan Allen. Um, Likely yep. to be missing as well, so uh, it's almost one for one in that regard. Uh, Butker is day to day. No one, like, no one just, likes those Justin Reid. Justin Reid. <laughs> well, he was something else. He he was, but you know we we're not going empty-handed. We've uh, we've we've kind of brought a new kicker in. So I can't remember. Was it Amandola? Was it? Yeah, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's um, it's one of these things you kind of think, oh, it's fine, we'll, we'll get by without them. But then you look at the again the scores just this week, two ties. Mm. You know what? What Cincinnati wouldn't have given to Justin Reed? <laughs> you know, and at one point, you know, it's um, yeah, it's tiny margin. So I guess we just need to trust the trust the process that uh, they've got the right guy in. Um, and if it, to be fair, if, if your kicker costs you the game, then it's probably not the kicker's fault. Other things have gone wrong. Yeah, you've had well. plenty of other opportunities to win the game before that. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, I mean, where, like you said, the, the Chargers are a step up. Where, where do you think they could really hurt us? Aside from, aside from the obvious answer, which is Justin Herbert. No, but that for me is the obvious answer. I think it's it's how they actually. I don't think they're going to hurt us in the run game. To be honest, I mean like. I'm pretty confident in the uh, the run defense. Um, like Austin Eckler, to be fair, they kind of they, they didn't use him massively. They use him sparingly. Whether that's because he's carrying some kind of little knock or something, I don't know. 
um, but he was surprisingly low on his snap count. The thing is, with the arm and the ability that Justin Herbert's got, you've got to wonder how um, whether they're going to target the, the, the kind of the, the rookie, uh, whether it's Jalen Watson or whether it's going to be Joshua Williams that comes in for uh, Trent McDuffie. They're probably going to look to try and exploit that. Um, Rashad Fenton, you, know, you, you might look at him, but he actually, I think he played pretty well the other night. So I think that the key battle is going to be how we actually, how the replacement for, for McDuffie copes with Justin Herbert thrown on him, because you can guarantee he will. Um, but going back to that thing I made, we were just discussing before this, before we start recording, that for the first time in a long time, the, uh, the, the Chargers played with kind of two tight end sets, and that was kind of unheard of from them. So... Maybe the uh, in the intermediates, you know, you need to look at the uh, you know the, the, the flats and things like that, and the uh, the shorter intermediate routes. So how are we actually going to cope with that? But I think that's where they're probably going to try and attack us: shorter intermediates um, and in the kind of the replacement for McDuffie for me. I tell you what, I should have, I should have asked you before this, Chris, because our um, Neil and I's opinions of the charges are out there. We've um, I well, Neil thinks they'll take the division this yeah. year. I, okay. Still, think the Chargers are the Chargers, and um, I get that. I get that Herbert has all the tools to to get there. I think the fact he hasn't got yeah. there so far is a black mark. Uh, yeah. and he has to still have to see it before I'm willing to say that the Chargers are fully at the top table. Also, I think that their coaches. Well, I, I just called the guy South to get the NFL. Um, <laughs> yeah, Scott, I've, Scott, um, I've, seen, I've seen that on, our, on the WhatsApp group. I, 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 the I, by that, what I meant by that is, so the England, the England football manager Gareth Southgate is a guy who was never really expected to get that job. He's kind of he got the job accident, um, yeah. and he is a wonderful frontman. He's a wonderful human being who speaks mm-hmm. brilliantly. He does every single thing right from start to finish, yeah, up until the point that he has to pick a team and manage a game. At which point he falls on his arse. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit like what you've got from Staley at the Chargers. He, he's, you've seen him speaking about, um, you know, through the through the last season about things totally outside of football. He seems like a wonderful human being. Yeah, but a wonderful but human being an, doesn't an make an effective head coach. Yeah, no, we we know about the fourth down things, you know, that he he, he went through last year. Um, where do you stand on them? Um, bigger picture, not not just thinking about um, this game coming. Bigger picture, where do you where do you where do you rank them? No, no, I, I know what you mean. I think it's well a big part. What you can't shy away from is that the you know the, the Chiefs' strength of schedule is as hard as we've seen, so that's going to play a part in it. Um, if we were at a similar strength of schedule to the Chargers, then I would say that no doubt we would take the division. Um, I can see because of their strength of schedule how they might actually, you know, they'll be in with a chance of that. It's just how effective we are because you know you can't think about how they're going to play. You've got to do your own job. Yeah, you can only beat who's in front of you, um, which you know certain people might have questions about the other night about the charge, uh, the the cards and things like that. But um, you can only beat who's in front of you. When it comes to the strength of schedule, the Chargers have an easier schedule than we do. And they're actually they're an effective team all around. They don't really have any great weaknesses in any particular area. Um, they've got you know, decent personnel all over the pitch. And I, I do. I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. I really am. I, like I said, I go back to the point that I would take him over um, Joe Burrow, and I think he would have been the uh, for me. I think he should have been number one. But you know, he wasn't. He was unproven. But I get that. Now he's proven to everybody this is the real deal. Um, I can see it being quite a tough battle between the two, between the Chiefs and the Chargers. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Raiders and the Broncos are completely out of the picture for me, um, even with the Broncos bringing Russell Wilson in. But I'd like to think that we actually will shade it. I mean, I can't say, I can't possibly let my my head and oh, sorry, my heart agree with uh, with, with Neil. <laughs> I can't. Um, head, bet with, I can bet see with that. Your head, not your heart. I know, I know, and I'm not betting. I'm just kind of I'm putting my opinions across here. But um, I think for me, I believe that we've got sufficient. We've got enough to be able to take the FC West. Um, and I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna gonna go. I'm gonna lay it on the line. I'm gonna say that we're gonna take it. But um, it won't be easy. It's probably gonna be harder this year than it's been um, for any number of years, simply because of that strength of schedule that we've got. It's so 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 tough. 
But there's only two games difference in the schedule. They have Miami, we have Buffalo, and they have Cleveland and we have Cincinnati. And apart from that, we have the same schedule. I know I'd rather face in those two games, though. I would, but it's only two games out of 17, so strength of schedule to me doesn't really mean anything there. There's 15 of the 17 we play the same teams. I get that, but, you know, I wouldn't. as much as my heart says that we'll win both games against the Chargers, my head says that potentially they could take one from us, and it finishes oh, one. Oh, yeah, I, I see a splitting with them, yeah. Yeah, so I think that, it can come down to those. Does, does that start this week for you, Neil, or are we, are we in good shape here? No, I, I think we beat them this week. Um, I think it's the the home fixture that takes it for each of them. I think we uh, yeah, we take it that, at yeah. uh, Arrowhead. I, I refuse to say G E H A Field, um, but yeah, I think we we split one each and, and we take it on Thursday. Um, the return fixture, I think they could quite easily take that. Not easily, but quite easily. You can see a route to it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah. yeah. So who who's our who's our key man? We asked this last week. Who's, a, who's the key man not named Patrick Mahomes for us this week? Let's do one on offense, one on defense each. Neil, who's your, uh, who's your key man? Offense, I'm going to go with Pacheco. Um, I think if we have a run game, that makes the offense exponentially more dangerous. And that gives us an ability to put up points and control the clock and control the number of possessions that they have. It's like teams used to try and do to us, you know, control the clock and you'll beat the Chiefs. That didn't necessarily work just because we could score so quickly. I don't think the Chargers have that quick firing offense that we used to have. And so if you can limit their possessions, control the clock, we're still going to score touchdowns. And if we've got nine possessions to their seven or whatever happens to be, that extra pressure on them to score the touchdowns on their possessions, I think, becomes the influencing factor. So if we can run the ball, I think that puts us in good shape. So Clyde, I just can't. He had a good first half, but I just can't. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm too scared by Clyde. One, one, one game's not enough? <laughs> no, one game's not enough, no. Pacheco's the future. Um, on defence, whoever's on Mike Williams... Um, Chargers can't run for shit. Um, the running game's awful, so it's it's on her, but Williams is his best receiver. If we can shut him down and take him out of the game, I, I think that goes a long way for us winning the game. Okay. Um, for me, I get what you're saying about Mike Williams. Um, the problem is, I think, wherever... Um, well, whoever's replacing McDuffie, whether it's going to be Watson, whether it's going to be Williams, I think we're going to exploit that. I think we're going to try and use Williams against the the, uh, the replacement wherever they can. Um, so that could be tough for me, though. I think the the bigger battle is, I mean, going back to the fact that the um, the shorter intermediate areas of the pitch, I think it's going to boil down to um, defensively. I'm going to say uh, Jarius Sneed. Um, offensively, I think given last week the way he performed in the, the, the snaps he had, I think it could come down to Sky Moore, to be fair. I think he, um, I think he gained the trust of Mahomes in an actual, you know, regular season game. Uh, I think he did very well last week. Um, I think, I think it could be a bit of a surprise. I mean, people know you can, you can skate, you know, you can, you can, Draw up defensive schemes for people like MBS. You've seen him play before, albeit on the Chargers. Uh, Chargers, the um, the the Packers. Packers. You've seen with um, you know, you've seen with uh, the likes of uh, you know Hardman last year. You know, we did the year before. People have seen what we do with him, how we use him. Um, Juju, the Steelers. You can kind of you can in a, a manner of fashion you can draw up defensive schemes for him. But Skymer was the unknown. Um, yeah, you've seen him at uh, in the college level, but you don't know how Chiefs are going to use him. And I think he's got all the tools available to him. I mean, it was only on a, a one particular snap uh, last week, but the way he managed to kind of create yards after the catch with about three or four defenders around him, just by dropping a shoulder and kind of um, that little bit of kind of deception, I think that can make a difference offensively this week. The obvious thing for me is, though, it, it, running the ball, yeah. The offensive line of the Chargers was effective in terms of pass protection. Um, they've uh, they've done well. So I think when it comes to the um, 
the defensive side, like I said, they they're going to run the ball, they're going to pass the ball, running the ball. Like you said, Neil, they're not very good at all. And I think um, when it comes to the passing side of it, I think it's going to be um, Sneed in the slot for me. So yeah, that's what I'm going with Sneed, and I'm going with Sky Moore offensively for the Chiefs. So I think, I think Sky Moore's got potential to be. I think if we give him time as a bit of a, a long-term project, I think he's got potential to be something really quite exciting. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I saw some sort of pre-season comparisons along the kind of Debo Samuel kind of line, you know, that sort of hybrid running back, because he's, he's big, he's a big lad. He's big and strong. Um, you know, you just think, if you, if you give Andy Reid Debo Samuel... Holy crap! He would dial up some exciting stuff. You know, so if we can get yeah. that sort of thing out of Sky Moore, not you know, not talking at that level, but you know, if you can get that sort of hybrid type player who's, you know, a dual threat, I I think that Andrew could do some really quite exciting stuff with him. He looks See, good on punt returns as well. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the few punt returns he had there, he looked impressive. Yeah, he's not he's not afraid to go direct and sort of no take the contact either um, I think, yeah I think exactly f- for me this might be a bit early for him yet though um, although this is the I think this is the I know it's early in the season but this is the first game that I think Andy Reid might have to delve deep into the book to, to beat these guys and there's there's kind of no point in leaving too much behind you know if you can get yeah. a, a week two win against your division rivals it's, it's massive in the, mm-hmm. the oh, God, context yeah. of, the, of the whole season saying that we obviously dropped a game at home to the Chargers last year. Yep. Still, still finished above them. So it's not a, it's not a be all and end all, if we lose. But I think it's, a, I think it's a, I think it's a statement win for this kind of. Mahomes Chiefs two point as it's kind of getting called. But I'm, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to overthink this. My, my main man on offense is Travis Kelsey. For us, I think that he. He's owned the Chargers before. He plays well against them. He eats mm. well against them. Um, and there was absolutely nothing that we saw last week that suggested he's getting old or anything's catching up with him. I think there's there's plenty of time uh, through the season for whether it's um, Noah Gray or, or Bell coming back from, from injury to kind of... Um, to, to give Kelsey a bit more of a, a bit more of a rest... Um, yeah, I, th- I think we just just played a hot hand, and I think that was as we saw last week. That's the the Mahomes Kelsey connection, which is still, which is still really strong. Don't forget about Jordy Forston as well, or Jordy Forston is uh, was it uh, Jim Nance called him the other night? <laughs> yeah, he's struggling with the yeah, pig style. Yeah, well, he's got a hard, he's got a hard job. He's got hundred odd guys on the pitch to on the field to, to remember. But yeah, they've all got the names on their backs. Um, <laughs> yeah, numbers exactly. as well. Someone should be helping with that. No, I mean, Fortson, I think, is going to be, we said the other week, um, I think Fortson's going to do really well in the red zone, and I think he's going, yeah. to, he's going to get a lot of touch. He's going to take touches and touchdowns away from Kelsey, perhaps, if not yards. Yes. I, th- I think Completely. he's going to be an, an, an awesome red zone target. I don't I don't think he's he's not got anything like the, um, the kind of Kelsey yards after... Uh, Type potential. No, he has but, nowhere near. But he's got amazing he had, hands, and he, he like he he knows how to like. Uh, here we go, football cliche, but good touch for a big man. Like he, he's, he, he, knows how, <laughs> he, he knows he knows how to use his body to get to get a small gap. I think. Yeah. I think he I has think six really six career receptions, and he has three career touchdowns. That's ridiculous! Like every yeah. second catch is a touchdown. Yeah, and yeah. I think he's. Um, we said this other week. Um, Chiefs fans are going to be so happy if he if he sort of makes it through the season and you know and really carves a niche out for himself. I think that his like the way he's applied himself. His you know, story's he, a great one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Year after year, the way he's applied himself to, to get to that. I think if if he became a key piece for us, I think we'd be absolutely delighted. Yeah, absolutely. but you look at look at the three white uh, three tight end sets they run where you've got Gray. And Fortson and, and Kelsey out there, and more often than not, like they passed out of those, and teams are going to look at that, and go, oh shit, what do we do now? Because at some stage, they're going to run behind it, like you know, just 
toss it yep. out wide and let your three tight ends go block for you. Like, good luck trying to stop that. But all three of them, like, potentially could be really good receivers. And oh, it's just going to be so difficult to stop. And that's so the thing. Difficult. It's like, how do you actually... Uh, how do you prov- uh, come up with a, a defensive game plan? How do you scheme for those guys? I mean, like... Not just those, but you go to the run game, you go to the fact that we've got so many different receivers that people kind of, you've not seen before um, in terms of the Chiefs. It's going to be really tough. I think, I wouldn't be surprised, it's going to go one or two ways on Thursday night. It's either going to be a very close game, which I think the Chiefs would win, or I personally believe it's going to be a blowout for the Chiefs because we're so unknown right now. Do you think that... uh... In the game plan, do you think we go similar to what we did last week against the Cardinals? Where like Mahomes' longest play was you know, they had one play over twenty yards, the you know to, to Kelsey for thirty-five odd. The rest was yeah, you know, yeah. it was all intermediates. Yeah, shot to intermediate. Exactly, and that that's probably it's a version of Mahomes that I think we've been crying out for. Yeah, or, crying out for is wrong. That's not the right. You know, I think we've been we've been keen for him to. Oh, no, go back to basics. Like, I I can't get the words, but you know that that sort of like it doesn't always have to be a forty-five yard bomb. Uh, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Take I, what I think, you're given. Yeah, that's it. I think the fact that you've been shown too high sets quite often, uh, people are you, you've been dared to you know to kind of run the ball when you don't necessarily need to run the ball all the time. If you're thrown like you're shown too high sets and they want to take away those kind of forty, fifty yard receptions to, to Tyreek Hill, then you know. It doesn't need to be the run. You've got that option of the kind of short to intermediate, and and that the other night was where he was so effective, picking up those kind of ten, twenty yard completions. And you know, I'll, I'll take that every single day from him. I, I don't see. care, but if he, I don't see another kind of deep ball like a, you know, if I don't see another jet chip wasp in my life, but it means that we win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. I'll take that. And I think that it, as long we had... as the, oh, sorry, Neil, as long as you've got like. MVS and Hardman that can really stretch the field as well. The threat is always there. It's not as if we've lost Tyreek Hill and then that, like the, the the prospect of going over the top is gone because it's always there. And Mahomes' arm is there. Absolutely. You know, and the kind of the you know the gunslinger twitching him to launch one out there is there is there too. Oh yeah, he's going to want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to be for, for me as long as we're kind of winning games like that. Um, I think he's going to be happy to do that. I think it was last year that when things got a bit sticky, that we saw him, you know, try to put the whole team on his back and do some, do perhaps more than was needed, and that's kind of where things went wrong. So, you yeah, know, I think that, um, yeah, just interested to see, um, you know, how it keeps going. Really, I agree, and I do. You know what? I like what I'm seeing. I do. Sorry, Neil. I, no, don't, go on, go on. I like what I saw the other night. I do. Um, it's not, everybody wants to see kind of Hollywood players, you know, that kind of short-time Mahomes. You don't have to be short-time Mahomes by throwing a deep ball to Tyreek Hill all the time. You know, you can be effective. I mean, it doesn't matter what he's shown. He can do what he likes, you know, whether it's a shovel pass, whether it's kind of a you know, the, the whole off, kind of offset angles, the kind of sidearm throws. He can do what he likes when he likes to do it, and that's just as effective, and it's just as um, entertaining to me as it is than like, than a, a deep ball, somebody else. I mean, but like you said, Duncan, there's that threat still there. As long as you've got MBS and Harden who can take a top off a defense, then you can't forget about that. You have to account for that all of the time because as soon as you lose that kind of concentration and you start thinking all they're going to do is go to the uh, the short to intermediate, they're going to check down to like in the flats to uh, I don't know whether it's uh, Ceh Pacheco or whatever, or you're going to find Travis Kelsey in the intermediates. If they keep going like that and keep thinking like that, it only takes one player. Well, all of a sudden, MBS and Hardman are behind you, and you've got that 50-yard completion. Um, so I wrote a piece for the website um, yesterday or last night. Um, Kind of an analytics look. I've done these before, but average targeted air yards. So how far downfield receivers are being targeted? Hardman was fourteen yards. Kelsey ten. Juju Smith-Schuster was nine yards. Like they they used Hardman just nicely behind those two, um, around the ten yards deep kind of range, kind of between five and fifteen. They they just had a re- 
ridiculous success rate. Um, I can kind of have a quick tally up. One, two, three, four. There were five incompletions in that range. And there's three, seven, 12, 13, seven. There's about 20 receptions in there. Like the, the, just the forcing teams to, to defend the whole of the field. Like he had a pretty much even number of throws, left side of the field, right side of the field in the middle. He had pretty kind of good mix between up to 10 yards, up to 20 yards. You just, as a defense, you just can't, you just can't cover that much ground. Um, no. It's just too difficult. Like the the 10 to 20 yard area, it was 8 for 10 for 152 yards and a touchdown. And that's without taking the real deep shots. He did take a cup. He took three deep shots, all three deep left. One of them went for 35 yards. But they were, they were enough to keep the defense from piling in like tight to the line. Because you have to respect that. You have to respect MVS. You have to respect Hardman. Mm as much as Tomo doesn't want to respect Hardman, he's fast and he can get downfield in a hurry. He might not catch. He should have caught one early on. He should have bloody dived for it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the dive was there for you. That oh, dive. it was there. Just lay yourself out. Like, Absolutely. But he, he pulled up from it. But like that was a deep shot that should have been caught. Um, yeah. But he was just, Mahomes was just so efficient at taking what was there and spreading across the whole field... Like I, I just I don't know how teams are going to stop us scoring a lot of points every week. Speaking the only the only ones that can stop us scoring lots of points is us. Speaking of analytics, I saw a thing last year. It was probably off the back of um, Derek Carr, David Carr, you know, taking his brother for an MVP shout. Um, and I'm pretty sure it came from Seth Kaiser. So apologies to someone who whoever did it if it wasn't him, and, and apologies to Seth for for that as well. But. Uh, it was something like when you look at like everyone's criticizing Derek Carr, you know, because he doesn't he doesn't go downfield. He's just taking all these short, you know, short easy passes, and then he did the analysis and actually Patrick Mahomes is a better version of Derek Carr than Derek Carr is. You know, <laughs> even like Mahomes is known yeah. for this like gunslinging, you know, out of structure, you know, street ball, whatever you want to call it. But actually, when you get back to the when you get back to basics and like you say, taking what you're given. He's still bloody good at it. He's really good at it. Yeah. And that's why that's... PFF marked him down, like, because he was oh, making no. <laughs> easy throws to open receivers. Well, that's the fucking idea. Throw to the guy who's open. Uh, end You've of story. Gone there. It, it, You've I, gone there. I have there. gone there. <laughs> it's, it's not a criticism of PFF. They can score whatever they want. But what Mahomes does really well is he throws to the guy that's open. And that's yeah. what I want my quarterback to do. If that's five yards downfield, 15 or 25, I don't care. If there's a guy open, you throw it to him and he catches it. And End luckily, of. And this is where the Mahomes-Reed like, marriage is just so perfect because Andy Reed is just this mad scientist that gets guys open mm. all It schemed the, the three time. of us open. Yeah, exactly. So you've got... like it's, it's, uh, it's just like Patrick Mahomes is just his fever dream. Absolutely. You know, a guy yeah. that can make you go. Just get him open somewhere. It doesn't matter. You know, side arm, over arm, round the corner, no look, bomb it through a tight window. You know, busy being sacked doesn't matter. Find somebody who's exactly. open. The problem is the big thing is, and I mean, actually, I've got to go back to that. That's something I've got to think about. Actually, Joy Borsa, you know, he, it's going to be a different test than last week. We're going to. He's going to come under much more pressure this week. So how does the offensive line cope with that? But one thing you can't get away from, his ability to kind of feel pressure, understand where it's coming from, and scramble and get open is just ridiculous. It's like, it's almost like it's a, he could be blind and he still wouldn't be sacked. I just, I don't get it. It seems the, to be. The Cardinals game plan of blitzing him on more than half the snaps. Is <laughs> that's ridiculous. Suicide. Yeah, that's stupid. Like, I mean, if they've not seen the metrics before, I mean, like, you blitz him. You're gonna. It, it, it's worse if you don't blitz him. He, he threw four of his him. five touchdowns against the blitz. Like, exactly. Just, but then that that's the problem teams are gonna have is that because he was so effective hitting yeah. those nine ten yard passes. Like yeah. we we had sixty six offensive plays and thirty three of them went for first down. Which that's is insane. just say it's that's, obscene, that's isn't it? That's, uh, we yeah. only had eight third downs. 
on 66 plays. Because <laughs> yeah. we, no, we just kept making first downs from first and second down. Yeah. But it, if you're doing that, you've got, as a defence, you've got to do something different because what you're doing isn't working. The problem is, what you're going to do that's different isn't going to work either yeah. because it's even better against that. Yeah. You're just, you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed. Yeah, I mean, um, I you can only assume that they thought, well, there's, like, we're not going to get to him in the normal way. Mm-hmm. Maybe, they, maybe they won't be expecting all-out blitz. And by that That's point, you're kind of, you're kind of, you kind of dug your grave and you're and you're stuck in it. Um, you're in that kind of, you're in that kind of grave, and you don't have the either the personnel or the energy to get out of it. Um, maybe, maybe that's the only defence they had. Um, certainly, the the Chargers aren't going to aren't going to come out with a blitz like that. That's that's for sure. And like you said, you've got Bosa, uh, Khalil Mack. You know, it's a um, it's a very different, very different pass rush coming up against us. I've just seen but the I've just seen James Palmer's sort of injury report. So Mahomes is a full practice. Trey Smith, who went off. Or, or, ankle, yeah, came out the game. Injury. He was a full practice as well. Good. Um, Orlando Brown, I think, had been uh, seen struggling a little bit. He was a full practice, so you know we're going to need all those guys um, yeah. on 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 Thursday night because yeah, this this could be the t- this could I mean this could be the toughest toughest D that we come up against all season. I know we play the Bills and the the Rams, I think, as well. But this could easily be the toughest D we play against. You got um, it could. Derek James, JC Jackson. I think is he is he fit? I was I'm not sure if he he had some injury. I'm not sure he is. Going he, on. He, he didn't play in week one, did he? Right. So again, you don't know if that's... his status is questionable. Right. Who was that? Sorry, JC Jackson. Jackson. Uh, no, he didn't play. No. no. So you know, I don't know if that's that's a tactical move. You hold him back. Although I guess holding someone back against um, uh, Adams, Devontae Adams, is a is a bold strategy as well. But um, one yeah. one thing I will say is Derwin James was absolutely outstanding the other night. He is really, really tough. So, you know, whether, like I said, we look at the intermediate and the, the short areas of the pitch. I mean, fair enough. Kelsey going up against a, a safety. You'd back Kelsey all day. Bigger, stronger. You know, but Derwin James, it's going to be a tough test. So he played really well. But, you know, like I said, the charges, they just, they aren't weak in any particular area. They, they're at least average above average and strong in certain areas they, just, they don't seem to have a particular weakness but we'll see i think the weaker part of them is their um the the, the run um the run defense but we'll we'll see you know it's uh they've got a strong side they really do i think it's probably for me the timing of this game first is actually quite good i think that we were slightly concerned well, i was slightly concerned at the start that you know we've got this traditionally slow starting defense and we've actually like at the, at the front half of our season's really loaded, you know. Yeah. We, we could, you know, if if like I wrote an article, if, if kind of things don't go our way, you could easily be sitting in a losing record come the bye, and having actually not not had any particularly bad losses. If that makes sense, you know, you're kind of yeah. got quite a few fifty-fifty games here. Um, so this is a good test to to get a you know one up on a divisional rival, play well. And put a little bit of a pin in some of their aspirations as well, without having to wait. Because I know the NFL loves to backload the divisional games in the season without waiting for them yeah. to kind of get up ahead of steam as well, and for them to be thinking, "Shit, we've got the number one, you know, seed in sight as well." So, while I think that a couple of weeks ago I was probably a little bit apprehensive um, about playing the Chargers so early, I actually think now, particularly with it being at Arrowhead, I think this. I think. I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing for us, provided the result goes our way, obviously. Mm. But um, yeah, at the moment, I think I think it's actually quite well timed. Who, yeah. who do you think it's a bigger game to win for? Is it is it a must? I'm not going to say must win, but is it more important for them to win it from their point of view, or is it more important for us to win it? Uh, it's at home. It's us. Yeah, I think the onus is always on the home team. Yeah, I think I don't think it's necessarily a like I say the not a must win thing but we're going to be favourites we're going to be expected to win whenever you're at home whatever sport it is if you're playing at home you've got to expect to win you know unless you're coming up against somebody who are clearly much much better than you and that's not the case here but you know four and a half point favourites on Paddy Powers I was somewhat surprised by that I don't I don't ask too much 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't like that. And I, I said in one of the WhatsApp groups, the Chiefs are terrible against the spread. I took us minus 2.5 last week, um, which we just about covered. Uh, but no, I, I don't know if I'd go, if I'd give us four and a half. But again, like you say, if it all goes to plan, right, Andy Reid's first 15 plays, we know how good they are. You know, you go out, get the ball, score on your first drive, you've got a bit of momentum, forces them into, you know, into thinking they've got to score. Um, yeah, I'm actually, the, yeah, the, the, more I've, the more I've thought about it, I'm not, the more confident I am, and I, I, don't, I don't particularly like feeling this way again, a game like, you know, a game like this. That's, that's just being a Chiefs fan. <laughs> you just you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who's a Chargers fan. He was messaging me this afternoon, and he was not confident. Uh, and I took that as a very positive sign. Oh, but that's well, just a Chargers fan, though. That's or the, <laughs> that's just been the Chargers fan. Yeah. Well, this is where my one of my bold predictions for the season. Uh, I made mean, at the start come comes through. I'm predicting special teams or pick six touchdown for us this this week. Chargers special teams unit are still shit. They mm. they are what they are. They're a nonsense. They've just never fixed it. Never will. Won't even bother. Whereas ours are one of the best in the league. I'm I'm uh, back in either either eight, eight to one eight to one for the Chiefs defense to score. Does that include the special teams? It do, it doesn't look like it does, and it always used to. But yeah. it just says Kansas City defense. It used to say defense and special teams. Yeah, I'd, I'd, pref- I'd prefer if that included the kick return teams. Interestingly, our defense on this is more likely to score than the Chargers. Paddy Powers are offering tens, tens on the Chargers and nines on us, which is mm. I find surprising because Bosa, Mac, James, like there's there's some potential. Turnovers on that defense. That, that must just be an arrowhead effect, I guess. Could I could, only th- I could only think that's a home advantage, or yeah, it sounds like it, yeah. That... Or betters have been. Jody Fortson is. The... Jody Fortson's into four to one for any time touchdown. That's disgrace. Yeah, you're not allowed world, to do the world that. Has caught, the world has caught him down, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, no, there must have yeah. been some money going on here. What was he last week? One of you took him, didn't you? What was he last week? No, we, we all had him. Yeah, and nines actually nines. He was nines. Yeah, we all had him. Yeah, nines at any time, right? Yeah, that's just that's ridiculous. That <laughs> it's half more than half. Yeah, but then mm. see, this is this is where does Andy Reid doesn't often go to the same well twice. Yeah, you know, consecutive games. I could keep them guessing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I could, I could just see this. I could just see them this being like an MVS game or something, you know, just play the hot hand like the Demarcus Robinson Raiders game, you know, just, just one guy just has his has his matchup on toast, you know, and and he just keeps going, mm-hmm. just keeps going there. I could, I could something in me says Go I could see that. Felder Scantling's over unders forty five and a half. I'm not sure I'm brave enough to take the over on that. No, that's probably on the money. Uh, this is the thing with the the, the, the Chiefs offense. It's really hard to, just to it's hard to get a grasp of who the bell cow is going to be. You know, sort of game to game like that. Kelsey. You know, so it's it's really you know, well, yeah. There's, there's Kelsey and Juju obviously, but it's really hard to then just you know think where would you back them to go again and again. Kelsey over under is at eighty, and Juju, Juju's at fifty five. Well, you take the over on Juju. Easily. So, going back to what I was talking about before, the key on offense, I, I went Sky Moore this week. What's he? He's not listed. I'll be requesting a bit then. I'll be requesting yeah, he'll, he'll probably come up later in the, in the week. Which is yeah, they are generally on a on the game day, they, they'll put out a few more. He was Nicole about, Hardman, 37 and a half yeah, yards. I wouldn't be taking the other uh, one. That. Sky Moore wow. was about 24 and a half last week. Think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was low twenties. Yeah, he was. Yeah, was he? Yeah. That's the thing. We'll have going back to McCall Hardman though. All you need is kind of a one, you know, a jet sweep, something like that. You know, <laughs> and then we can go for forty yards. Yeah, well, I had I had him on my kipping to score last week. Um, I think he's my thinking. A lot of this stuff is Hardman has been really prominent in the media mm-hmm. over the summer, and I know that a lot of players have, but he's been on. Loads and loads of TV programs in the summer. 
Yeah, he had. obviously, yeah. And I kind of just feel that the Chiefs, the Chiefs just probably wouldn't let that happen if they didn't think he was going to have a good season, if you like. That makes sense. I don't think they want someone yeah. to set up yeah. to fail. Um, like a leader. They stick Justin Reid in front of the cameras for yeah. one reason, because he's a leader. And you expect he's going to be a leader on your, your defence. Yeah. On just your just offense, ha- you know. Yeah. Hardman's obviously really wanted to get himself out there. That, that's fine. That's his that's his personality. He's a, you know, he's, he's quite a chirpy little guy. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't think the Chiefs would have... He's obviously done that with the blessing of the Chiefs. And I'm just not so sure they would have done that if they didn't think that there was a fairly prominent role in the offence for him. So I, I'm expecting him to play this season the way he finished last year and he's not going to be I hate myself for even saying these words he's not going to be DK Metcalf but he's just he's just going to be the best version of himself and I think that that's okay yeah Yeah. and I think that most Chiefs fans have probably got around to the point that that's probably okay as well Right now, he just he needs to be average for us, but for him, he doesn't. He needs to be pretty much above average. I think he's in a contract year, isn't he? So, yes, he have a skill set he can use, make use of it. We we figured out how to use him in the second half of last season. Keep doing what you did last season, second half. Well, every year is is um is receiving yards have increased, so you know you would expect that that carries on. But to be honest, I think now. I don't think that's going to happen this year with the way that there's so many different receivers, so many different options. You want to keep people guessing, you want to keep teams guessing. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be that kind of, that focal point, the number one receiver. I don't think there's really going to be a kind of natural number one. I think it's going to be split between a number of people. So, just it's Kels- it's very Kelsey quickly. everyone else. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Very quickly, I've just seen a tweet from uh, CBS Sports that was retweeted by Justin Reed that uh, states that he is the only player in the last 30 years to score a touchdown, make an extra point, pick off multiple passes, force multiple fumbles, recover multiple fumbles, and record multiple sacks. The only player in 30 years to do that. Interesting I love start. him already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Andy seems like a really nice bloke. He he does, yeah. But I reckon he's tough as nails. We we, we spoke in in, in the the, the KC Tip WhatsApp group about, I can't remember what it was, but it was about like tiny small margins, right? And one of us said, like, they're not going to win you a game, but if you get them wrong, they'll lose you a game. And it just shows like, like, so Justin Reed took a kick in preseason. Talk to Denver Broncos about that. Exactly, right. So, so, so Justin Reed got a kick in preseason. We all thought, oh, that's pretty funny. I'd love him to do that in a game. We were literally 10 minutes into the season and he had to take a kick. And at that point, we didn't know it was going to be a blowout. So, you know, every point counts. It just, it just shows that like the really good teams, the ones, the ones that, the ones that know that they're really good, they think about all these things. Yeah. They, don't, they don't let Details. that sort of stuff Attention to exactly. detail. Exactly. Leave nothing to chance and cover all eventualities. Yeah. Right. Speaking about detail, let's call the score and get out of here. So, okay. Chris, you were you were saying blow out or shoot out. Which, which one are you going for? Uh, I am going to say because of the fact that we're such an unknown quantity right now, I'm going to say blow out and I am going to say... Thirty-eight, ten. That is a blurt. Absolutely. That's another statement win. Mm-hmm. Neil, what were you? Because I'm just doing some maths here very quickly. Sorry. Um, one, three times seven. I have us in the low thirties and I have them in the high twenties. Um, if I, if I had to be more specific, thirty-one twenty-eight. I think it would be yeah. close. I do think they'll score points, um, but I think we'll score more. Just try to work out because I said so. We the line's four and a half. I think it's gonna be under that. So I think we'll get to thirty. I think we. I think they'll score three touchdowns as well. Plus two is the. Uh, we go thirty twenty seven. Thirty twenty seven and a close thirty twenty seven as well. I think it could be less possession wins. Late on, yeah. Yeah, it could, it could be. I think this. I think this could be could be a good one. Anyway, yeah. folks, we promised you that we would speak. We won an O when we spoke next last week, so we're going to promise you it's going to be two and O when we speak again next week. So guaranteed. Um, 
you heard it here first guys uh, yeah. enjoy the game It's a, we haven't even spoke about it it's a late night for us over here so you know quarter past one kickoff. yeah so uh, uh, early season um, it's a hard fixture for everyone early season but um, yes. we'll be there we'll be online follow us on the social medias we are at KC Chiefs underscore UK on Twitter we're Arrowheads Abroad on the other things I think yes You'll find us, follow us, find us there, join in the chat, um, give us a rate, a review and a subscribe on the podcast. Uh, Enjoy the game. We'll speak next week.